Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. James Keith released his debut single, Life is Good Today, a few months ago, and his second single is Say I Do. As we speak, he is looking ahead to the release of an album later this year, and these two songs will be on it. Hi, James. Hi, Sophie. How are you? Lovely to talk to you again. It's great to talk to you as well. Um, And uh, I noticed there's a bit of a theme to your first two singles, not that they have similar subject matter, but they're both positive songs about good experiences. So I'm thinking that suggests that you like to see the good in every day. Uh, that's, that's me to a T, Sophie. Yeah, I, uh, I've tried to write, you know, sad songs and heartbreak songs. I just can't do it. I just, honestly, I just, I kind of, yeah, I, I try to make the most out of every every situation I've been through. You know, the ringer back in my life, and as everybody has, but yeah, I, I, there is a positive in every in every situation, and I and I tend to focus on that. Yeah, because. I think the popular perception of songwriters may be that, you know, sad, sadness is, is a good generator of, of story ideas and whatnot, but I actually interviewed uh, Jason McDaniel um, a few days ago who has a song about writing a Harley, and he just said, I don't sing sad songs. So it's interesting for me, yeah. this movement, at least within country music, which originally was kind of a sad genre, if you think about Hank Williams and people like that, that it's more about, yeah, you know, I want to. Ha- I'm embracing these positive experiences, and I wonder if the past few years have actually had something to do with that. That uh, that the audience also is is looking for that. Yeah, look, I think so too. I mean, country music, you know, everyone sort of resonates with it. So, but yeah, look, traditionally, as you said, you know, everyone like, like writes a heartbreak song, or you know, t- tends to focus on you know the negatives in a in a situation where. Yeah, I, I just can't do it. I, honestly, I've tried to, but I can't. I'll always flip it around to, uh, you know, because there is a positive in, in every situation. And, I mean, you look at, you know, the, the suicide rates and everything seems to be going up and everyone's, you know, so, like a lot of, you know, social media issues and stuff like that. And I, I, um, I really try to, because as I said, I, I've lived through some some tough things, as, as everybody has, mm-hmm. we all have, but I'm telling you, there's, there's a positive in every situation. You, you might be able to see it, but, but there is. And uh, if you can sort of spend your energy and your time onto that, then you know life is good today. So. Yeah. <laughs> is that an attitude you've always had? Like from the first time you've experienced a setback, that you just thought, right, I can I can react to this one of two ways. I can either let it bring me down, or I can try to find the positive in it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of lucky that way, and I don't know. I, 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 as long as I can remember, I've been like that. Um, you know, I've never kind of on the feel sorry for me kind of look you know not not that that's anything wrong with that but just the way that my you know the way that I am is just yeah I, I suppose I just and you know you 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 pretty much control your own destiny and I, I believe and if you tend to sort of you know take that kind of you know the the you know this the let's just call it the, the negative kind of look on, on life I suppose um then you, you tend to make those decisions so I, I, uh, I always live in a happy state and a, and a positive state. And, a, and I'm a big believer of you make the decisions based on, on the state of mind that you're in. If you're in a, you know, in a playful mood and an exciting mood, then you generally make those decisions. So it's a lot, lot like songwriting too. I mean, yeah, I, I, I tend to write, you know, songs that are, you know, making me feel happy, but also the, the company, like the music that goes with it as well is kind of uplifting and kind of 
toe tappers as well. So look, I, I definitely, you know, I, I tend to live in a, a happy state. And that's not that's not saying I'm bubbly and excited all the time. I mean, everybody's got their ups and downs, but mm-hmm. I definitely sort of gravitate towards things that are going to pull me out of that sort of state and, and live, you know, live in a you know, playful state of mind. Now, you grew up with a few brothers. I'm wondering whether that's had something to do with your state of mind. Like you just had to pick yourself up and dust yourself off because yeah. otherwise there was someone who was going to give you a bit of a razz. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, one of five boys and we, um, I mean, we had our fair, fair share of Barneys on the, on the farm and, and whatnot, but there was no one to look, look, you know, there was no one to feel sorry for you or whatever. You just had to literally get up, dust off and go again. So, look, it probably does, yeah. I mean, also, too, you know, we grew up on a farm. We, we built a vineyard, you know, so we had to adapt young to, you know, working hard and kind of having that kind of resilience, I suppose. And mm-hmm. and we were never sheltered, you know. We had to work for everything that we've ever had in our lives. And, you know, as I said, one of five boys, mum and dad were outnumbered pretty early on. So, you know, catch and kill your own in a sense. And, yeah, I, I suppose that probably has contributed towards it. Suppose you say catch and kill your own. I've got this Lord of the Flies image of the five of you tearing around like, yeah, survival of the fittest. It's a pretty, pretty much, it was in our household that way. Yeah, right. But look, it probably also taught you to be resourceful and um, resilient. And you've, you know, you've been a professional sportsman as well. And these are skills that I think can translate to, to being a professional athlete as well as being a musician and being a live performer that you have to adapt to circumstances and, with five boys, there'd be a fair bit of adapting and um, and a bit of resilience, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah look, there, there really is. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, the sporting kind of kind of career that, that I went on, it was, uh, yeah, like, I mean, you need a lot of discipline and, and resilience, you do. But, I mean, that's that's like a, in, in anything in life. If, if you want something, you've got to work hard for it, you know. Like, nothing comes free or easy in this life. And whether you're doing a music career or you know, media or, or, or literally whatever it is, you just, you know, you, you've got to you've got to work hard for it. So, uh, you know, nothing comes easy. So, yeah, I suppose, that, you know, I mean, I'm 38, you know, I'm not a spring chicken, but I've lived a lot, but, but I've, you know, I feel like I'm just getting started as well. You know, I'm really thirsty and kind of hungry for what, you know, this next sort of phase of my life. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, your life experiences has probably got me to where I am, but I just, I just tend to, tend to you know, live in a happy state and, and, and I generally, you know, everything around you becomes that kind of state because you, you, know, you, you attract that kind of people and you, and you leave, you know, you, you, t- you tend to push away from the, the negative influences. So, yeah, I'm a happy yeah. kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I should mention that the sport you played was, was rugby league um, and so that's a team environment. So you went from a team while you were growing up, a team of five to a bigger team. But I'm also was considering that the ups and downs of professional sport, because you're obviously going to win and lose some all the time, might have prepared you to be a songwriter as well because you're going to, like some songs are going to work and some songs are not going to work. Yeah. I, I was speaking to Jack's tonic today about this actually and, and yeah, I mean, the music industry, you've got to be resilient, you know, people aren't going to like you all the time and people are, you know, and, and some songs are going to hit, as you said, some songs are going to resonate and some just won't, you know, and, um, you know, yeah, I've had songs where I've showed people and they're like, oh my God, I love it. And then I think it'll be a better song the next one. They're like, oh, so yeah, you have to be resilient and, and, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think if you're being yourself and, and you're, you're genuinely writing what you love and, what you, and you just, as I said, you're just yourself. If, if mm-hmm. you're trying to, to please other people or write for other people to try like, I think that's where you get in a bit of trouble. So, yeah, this 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 album is just basically autobiography of my life and my stories and my journey and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah, like, I mean, songwriting, 
is a really kind of fun, really kind of artistic way to express yourself, which I really, I really quite enjoy. I mean, I've been a guitarist my whole life, and and so this is quite new to me, songwriting lyrics wise. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I really find that you know, if you, if you just sit down there and you just write about and you just be yourself, and then, then that's when you get your best work. Now, speaking of songwriting, the song one of the songs you have written is the latest single, "Say I Do." Now, I have to, I am forced to the conclusion, James, that you are a bit of a romantic, given what's on this song. <laughs> you got me, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the what is the inspiration for this song? Tell the viewers, tell the listeners. Well, yes. Yeah, so this is um well so uh, we, we, ever since we were kids, we used to um, holiday in Foster, and I had four pretty much long term girlfriends, which. I all took them to foster at some different stage. <laughs> so th- it's, th- this song isn't about one specific relationship. It's about pretty much the four put in one. And in the second verse, I talk about the bridge. That's the bridge going over to Foster to Tuncurry. And yeah, so look, it's just, I mean, Foster's my happy place. Oh, I absolutely love it up there. It's just such a beautiful area. We actually own an apartment up there now too. So now I'm taking my kids up there as well. And it's just a beautiful positive you know environment to kind of grow up in and and you know and to holiday at so yeah look say i do is just it was an inspiration where you know i've been in some not you know some beautiful long-term relationships and i'm still friends with them as well and Mm -hmm. and and yeah it was just a kind of happy place and and when when i actually wrote the 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 music like the the chords and stuff it was just such a beautiful song so i was like well let's let's make this a love song and and yeah so that's how i put it all together Got to say, because um, I, was, I was considering the sorts of love songs that are around, just in music in in general, and this one's a very upbeat song. As you said, you write happy songs. It's also a song, a love song without an agenda. And quite often, love songs are like, you know, I want you to like me or whatever. You don't like me as much as I like you. And this is basically just like, hey, I love you, say so I do. And so I found that really refreshing. It's like, oh, this is this is a love song to get behind and just enjoy. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and and the kind of cool thing too is when I was writing the song, we kind of got towards the end. I was like, well, I'm kind of writing a you know a bit of a journey here. As I said, no, no, journey, just just kind of a, a love story, I suppose. And then I just had this crazy idea, just to, well, a, a cool idea to try write to try change the the lyrics in the last chorus to an actual proposal. And this is something that I, I've never practiced this, but um. If you listen to my album, like it's coming out later in the year, you'll find that I do this a lot is I tend to write almost as a story. So I, I generally change the lyrics in the last chorus just to make it, you know, just to kind of complete the story. So, yeah, just had this crazy idea um, was to, you know, to follow this love story in this song and then, you know, finish with a proposal in, in the actual lyrics. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's a lovely song. And Life is Good Today is, is also a lovely song because it puts a smile on the face to listen yeah. to it. Um, yeah. Now, something that has probably put a smile on your face recently is that you went to CMC in Queensland. Uh, <laughs> I imagine you had a terrible time. Oh, it was, I hated it. It was rubbish. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was amazing, honestly. Um, like, you know, Zach Brown Band's one of my all-time favourite bands. Actually, well, they're the, they're the guys who got me into country music in the first place. They're song Toes, Life is Good Today. Uh, and then... Um, you know, I was lucky enough to get backstage and meet, you know, my heroes like Jordan Davis was just such an amazing, amazing fellow. And then Hardy as well. He's probably one of the biggest influences in country music at the moment. So, look, definitely, you know, pinch me moments. But 
I, I, I'm a battler. I, I love getting out the front and having a few few drinks and dancing <laughs> and my way and shirt off and carrying on and just look. Oh, that's just me. And you know, my brother Robbie was there, and we met some other really good artists and and just some good people. And it's just yeah, again, it's just such a positive experience. You know, you can't not go there and not you know have a bad time. It's just amazing. Like really, really good lineup. You know, great venue, and it was just a fantastic three days to be a part of. Well, well, from what I was seeing on social media, I thought these people are not sleeping because by the time the music ended for the night, like everyone was just looked like they were so deliriously wired and happy and, and excited or whatever. Uh, I thought it, there is no sleep happening there. No, nah, that's it. Oh, yeah, it was just, it's just literally a, a three-day party. It's just, <laughs> just magic. And, and, well, the good thing too is like, like some of the you know, Australian acts are on kind of quite good, you know, they're, Play up as well. So, I mean, I saw Jackson, they're just like, there's just, Australia's just full of, you know, really good up and comers, you know. And, and yeah, so that was, you know, it, it was a long three days. I'm still, still recovering now, but it was all good. Yeah. Now, as you look ahead to releasing your album later this year, because you're a, an independent artist, I guess the timing, the timing is with you in terms of when you want to release singles and things, but are you mindful of, the pacing that works on streaming because, you know, people have said every three months is good, that sort of thing. It's not a consideration anymore of, hey, let's print a CD and or press a CD and just get it out there. Yeah. Well, that, that, like, to be honest with you, before I even started, I mean, I, I originally wrote this album for my brother to do and then so that he declined it. So I ended up having to do it myself. So I was literally about to just release the album and go, you know, happy days. And then, and then I met, you know, Natalie Waller and Jules Delamar from Wildheart, and they're like, no, what are you doing? Like, this is, this is good. Like, just just, just relax and, and just do it song by song. So, so I mean, the album's done. In saying that, uh, I've now, I've got, I've got some management now um, and VIA Music Group, and there we're going to tweak the sound a little bit and just kind mm-hmm. of, um, you know, we've got, we're working with Billy Decker from Nashville just to kind of tweak, as I said, tweak the sound a little bit, get it kind of, that kind of Nashville kind of sound. And, yes, yeah, so I'm really excited about, you know, messing, you know, playing around with the songs a little bit. But, yeah, it's it's um, it's um killing me because, I like, put it this way, I'm sick of the album already because I've just played it that much. Like, I love it. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. Now. It's an awesome album. But, but um, come, like, by the time the songs come out, I'm sick of them all because they're so good. <laughs> I think that's an occupational habit, has it? Although I'm stuck on the fact that you wrote the album for your brother and he rejected it. How rude. No, no, well, I, I, look, I look at it as a blessing in disguise, you know. We, we've been in a band for 10 years and he didn't want to do country at, at the time. He's doing it now, but he didn't want to do it. So, um, yeah, I, I look at it, I mean, I wouldn't be here now without that, you know. So, uh, you know, while I was a bit bummed at the start, um, look, again, look at a positive situation. I mean, here I am now doing my own stuff, you know. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm actually grateful. And it sounds like you paved the way for him to come to country music because he's now going to do it. Well, that's right. Well, he was in Star Maker this year, so he um and he, and he did really well. It's Robbie Mortimer. So, yeah. So um yeah, look, look we're we're best of mates, and, and we still play with each other in bands and stuff. And but yeah, as I said, this has kind of opened the door for me to do my own stuff, and and you know, it's 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 going great. Like I, I'm I'm really enjoying it, and and you know, it's just such a cool industry to be a part of. Yeah. So do you get to play in Sydney much? Because I suppose venues closer into the city are few and far between, uh, but, or, or are you going further afield on weekends and things like that? 
Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, we're going all over the place at the moment. Um, I, I know you're North. Are you North Shore? I am. Yes. Yeah, well, the Manly boat shed on the 21st of April. We're going to be country night. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> write that down the calendar. Yeah, the Manly boat shed. But um, uh, and then we, we, we're going to we're going to play Jolene's in the city as well, which is a real good. Oh yeah. yeah. So we're going to we're going to start lining up a few gigs there. Um, I'm supporting John Stevens down at Corowa this weekend. Right, okay. longer, so. Look, look, things are starting to happen now, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, look, we, we played at Charlieville up in Queensland a couple of weeks ago, and okay. and um, yeah, so yeah, we, we're starting to kind of get get the name out there now, and which is lovely because I'm getting messages messages from all over people like people from all over Australia saying, "Well, you should play here, you should play there." So people like people are enjoying the music, which is good. And um, you know, last time we spoke, I was just saying like the songs are designed to be played, you know, live. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're kind of big, big kind of songs. So you know, well, I think once you start to see us live, you know, and kind of get around, yeah, um, and I enjoyed a lot more. Sorry, you dropped out a bit there. Um, and I, I will say I have heard the album, even though it's not out for a long time. And yes, you're right; it, it is a big, entertaining album, um, and it's incredibly uplifting, which makes it a pleasure to listen to. Because like, oh. This is just going to make my day listening to this album. Um, I should also say, because you mentioned Jolie's, this is a venue I only recently found out about. It is in the middle of the Sydney CBD. It has country music two to three nights a week. So anyone who's in Sydney listening to this who doesn't know about it, get there. But that's that would be a great venue because they they have been putting on some some really good artists. Yeah, no, they have been. Yeah, and um, it's their first birthday party this weekend. Yeah, on Saturday night. So if you're around town, um, yeah, we, we had another gig lined up, so we couldn't make it. But yeah, like definitely go check out Jolene's. Um, it's a it's a great American kind of honky tonk kind of bar, right? Yeah, as you said, right in the middle of the city. So if you are, yeah, follow us along too on the socials. We'll, we'll be playing there, you know, in the next couple of months. So yeah, yeah, great. Okay, well, people can find your dates on your socials. Um, as you said, in the meantime, they can listen to say I do and keep an eye out for your album, James. Lovely to talk to you. Thanks so much, Sarah. It's been lovely to talk to you again. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.